Welcome to Grit, Grace, and Glitz. I'm your host, Erica Rothenberger, and I'm so excited for you to join me and my amazing guests every week as you learn how to get gritty, how to give yourself the grace that you deserve, and to celebrate all the glitz that comes to you along the way. Are you ready to unlock your potential? Let's do this. Hello, hello, everyone. You're welcome to back to another episode of Grit, Grace, and Glitz. And just to remind anyone who hasn't listened to this show in a while or needs to be refreshed, we come here to get gritty. We come here to give ourselves the grace that we deserve and need in our lives. We also come here to celebrate the glitz and the good, the wonderful things that are going on each and every day of our lives. Those could be small things. Those could be big things. It could be running the marathon or it could be, hey, listen, I just survived today. And whatever that is, we meet you for where you're at. But we're always trying to go from good to great, from great to excellent and trying to next level. And let me tell you, the guest that we have today, she is going to blow your mind with all the goodness she is going to share and sprinkle on your day. Because Amy K. Hutchins is an executive coach. She's an international award-winning motivational speaker who specializes in women harnessing the power of confident communication so that they can become unstoppable. I mean, what the what? Here we go, ladies and gentlemen, whatever you need to hear today, she's here to throw all this goodness on you. Her clients have been close to multi-million dollar deals. She has gotten Uh, get promoted to executive positions. She obtained salary increases during all sorts of economic upturns and downturns. She's given speeches and workshops to places like Whole Foods, Expedia, Lockheed Martin, Home Depot, and hundreds more. She's also, I mean, if that wasn't enough as it is, number one best-selling author of two books, The Secret Leaders, Keep and Get It, Five Steps to Sex, Salary, and Success You Want. Okay, now we're going to get a little edgy here today, ladies and gentlemen. Her expertise has been featured in media outlets, including NBC, ABC, Bloomberg, USA Today, Entrepreneur, and more. She currently lives in San Diego, and I can see her background. It's sunny and beautiful as it's raining here in Philadelphia, not sunny here in Philadelphia all the time. And her favorite human is Scott and their bulldog, Moose. Amy Kay, welcome to Grit, Grace, and Glitz. Welcome here today. Oh, it's so fun to be here connected with you. We're going to have a great fun time and a wonderful conversation. I'm super excited. Absolutely. Well, first of all, before we actually get into the the, the gritty stuff, tell us about Moose because he sounds really important. And Moose people love dogs. Yes, Moose is hilarious. He makes cameo appearances in my videos. And he always upstages me. I mean, the the dude, whether he is drooling or farting, he's an upstager. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) I love it. I love it. How long have you owned Moose? Moose uh, just turned three, turned three Uh, last month. And we got him, we got him like as a couple of weeks old, whenever that, I think maybe he was eight, actually, Eric, he was eight weeks old. So we've had him the whole time and um, he's a hoot and he has a personality. I will tell you that. 
I love that. I love that. Well, it sounds like he'll fit fits right in with you and Scott and San Diego and everything in between and probably your crazy life schedules and running here and there. So anyways, we are so excited to have you today, Amy Kay, and you guys are in for such a treat because this woman is absolutely remarkable and she really defines success in so many different ways. I mean, you just read her bio and you're like blown away, right? But you know, Amy, success looks different. It's really different shades for everyone. And what that actually means, you know, when you look back at your, when you were, you know, younger and yourself now and where you want to be, you know, four or five, 10 years from now, how do you define success? And what does that really mean to you? Um, and is it always about, you know, being on the, the cover of this or winning the book? Or is there some other stuff in between that maybe we should just know about you? I think that my definition of success has certainly morphed over time. So I'm perfectly candid and transparent about saying that I turned 50 almost a year ago. So I've, I've got a birthday coming up in a couple of months where I'll be 51. And I'll tell you, Erica, had I been asked this question at 21, I would have been like, success is accomplishment, 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 crossing things off my to-do list with my Sharpie marker. And even though that still gives me a little joy today, it's not how I would define it. I think that at 50, I love saying, if you show up and are 100% you and you love yourself while being you, that's success. And that is, I, I'm so good. My personality is, and I'm good in sales and I've taught sales. I'm so great at like morphing into whoever I need to be to get along, to be a part of the group that you sometimes can lose yourself in that. And so one of the things that I think that women really resonate with is if you can show up and be you and feel so good about you being you, that's contentment, that's peace, that's success. Oh, man, exactly. And showing up authentically and whether that's being loud and crazy or whether that's writing a book or whether that's knitting, whatever that is in between that you get to show up as authentically you. And so often, let's face it, like society doesn't always make that easy for all of us, right? And we let society get into our heads and get into our, should we, the fear, what is he or she going to think? Because I guarantee 99% of people would be doing a lot more if they weren't worried what their mother, brother, sister, friend, coworker was going to think of them. Don't you agree? Oh, totally. And that's when you give your power away. Like, what will they say? What will they think? And it's, you know, and at my age, you're like, I don't really give a rip anymore. But I think that one of the things that's so important along the way, and this is how you get to that level of success, is by really looking at, are you standing at the intersection of pleasure and purpose? And for you, that's whatever it is. But when you stand at the intersection of pleasure, and it doesn't mean every day is you know rainbows and unicorns, it just means that you're enjoying the journey and you're finding it purposely significant. And that can shift. So at, at, you might be a really great mom and then, and, and then you might be feeling really good as an artist and then you might be feeling really good in sales and then you might be feeling really good as a sister or a daughter and all of these things shift. But here's what I'm going to encourage everybody to do. No matter what role you're playing in the moment, your soul leads. Your soul has to lead. And so when you show up as you lit up from the inside, you're standing at pleasure and purpose and then you're going to feel really content about who you are and how you're playing this game. You know, Amy, I'm so glad you talked about that because, you know, there are a lot of listeners or viewers of this show who are balancing a lot of different things, right? And we always want to show up with just that purpose and just that passion. I think we all feel it inside. We write it, we think it, we manifest it. But sometimes there's a lot of opposing factors. 
How do yeah. you deal with some of those outside factors that maybe don't serve you as well, but some things that you just have to do? Well, there's, it's part of the human journey. I say, so I think that one of the things too, is that many times when we show up, we are, you know, full on confident We're we're, we're strong, we're capable, we're, you know, we're kicking ass, we're taking names. And then there's days when you're just not, there's days when you just, your energy is low or your, your toot is low. And one of the things that I think that's really important is that in, in my twenties and thirties, I used to deny it. I was like, I will force my way through this. I will grind this out. And now I do the opposite. I've, I invited all to dinner. It's like, oh, so I'm kind of in um, a low mindset and I'm like physically depleted rather than pretending, rather than that faking it to make it. Now I'll just invite everything into dinner and I'll, and I'll unpack it. And I'll say, all right, we're going to pour ourselves a glass of wine. What's causing all of this? Where is it coming from? Where are you being drained? How do you refuel? And instead of denying it, I actually start to have a conversation with it so I can process through it. So I can get back to being more fueled, reset and recentered faster. There we go. I didn't even take myself off mute, but I love that. You said what unpacking dinner it, oh, I invited all to dinner and unpacked it. Invited all to dinner. Invited all to dinner. Yeah. Okay, my words slipped up, but I love that you just said that, right? Invited all to dinner. Bring it all in. Understand it all. And then start to unpack it. Is it what you're saying? Like, you know, yeah. and let's face it, there's always going to be opposing factors, right? You're not always going to be bliss and finding passion and purpose in everything you do, but that's how you get closer and closer to finding more of that than less of it. And I think, you know, one of the things that you just nailed, Erica, is that it's not toxic positivity. Like, it's not like, oh, rah, rah, sis, boom, ba, I got to put myself in a good mood and pretend to be there. No, you want to embody that level of energy. You want to embody that frequency of bliss and being in a good mood. But when you're not there, take a deep breath and turn inward and see if you can figure out what's really going on. And so, you know, it's sometimes you're like, like, we'll say I'm overwhelmed, I'm overwhelmed, I'm overwhelmed. Are you? Or is that just lazy conversation to say, I'm actually physically exhausted and I need mm. to get more sleep. I've got some things on my to-do list that I didn't completely accomplish. And so now I'm feeling a little bit behind. The kids were sick and so like they didn't go off to school. And so I'm not overwhelmed. I'm understandably you know, frustrated today because things didn't go right. That's a much more constructive conversation with yourself than just telling yourself that you're overwhelmed when you're not. You're just right. I remember people used to say to me when I was pregnant, they're like, oh, well, you have pregnancy brain. I'm like, no, I just have a lot on my brain. I was like, I really don't think that you become dumb when you're pregnant. I think you just have that many more files open in your, 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 your registry or whatever it is that's going on. And I truly believe that too. And I love that you said that, Amy Kate, because I feel that way some days. I'm like, oh, wow, I really am overwhelmed. I'm like, no, I just put too much on my plate or I set my bar too high. Right. And how often do we do that, especially as women, that we think the 27 things that are on our to do list, we're going to get them all done beautifully and have time to like make tea and, you know, make sure we get to practice on time and, you know, read the book before bed. Like it doesn't all look pretty and roses that way. And like and I think sometimes we have trouble, you know, males, females, whoever we are, especially people that have that, you know, perfectionist, high, high achiever personalities about closing chapters in our lives. Have you ever been in that, that point of your life where you had to close a chapter to open the next and what that's looked like? Because I think sometimes we're, we're fearful of that. Oh, oh, never, Erica. That's, that's never happened to me. Oh my goodness. Like how many chapters and doors can we close by, you know, by this time in life? I think that 
I want to just go back and, and connect the dot on this one because I think this is so powerful. What you just said, I really want to do like a full stop awareness. And that is that we can't do it all. And I know that we're told that we can do it all. And what I really believe is that the more that we try to do it as an all type of thing, the more stressed out we get. But what we can do is we can shift our priorities. We can have different seasons. We can have different things on a week, a month, a yearly basis that we want to focus on. And those priorities can shift. And that leads me to the shifting priorities of doors that you have to close. Some of those doors were closed on me. And I'll be very candid and transparent because I think your listeners appreciate that. I was blindsided by a divorce that I really didn't see coming. And that was close to 10 years ago. And, And here's what I would say. The life that you desire is on the other side of a tough conversation. And I really just want everybody to kind of like hold space for that for a second, because the conversations that we're avoiding, that we're denying, that we're dismissing, the minute minute that we have them, they move us closer to the life that we actually want, the relationship that we actually desire, the, the connection with people that we're craving that we don't get when we deny ourselves those conversations. And so I would say that, yes, I've absolutely had to close some doors. And then here's what I would tell everybody, no matter what kind of trauma, what kind of wound, what kind of chapter you're closing, if you choose it, it is absolutely glorious and better and more fabulous in the next season ahead. So just keep that faith. Bam, bam. So be willing to close the door because you never know all the doors that will open. And I think sometimes, you know, so many of us stay close to that, what feels comfortable and what feels safe and what I'm supposed to do and what everyone else, going back to our conversation before, expects me to do. Guilty. I'm guilty. I have a lot of accords and, you know, we don't need to go there today. But what I will say is that sometimes it's really scary to keep that, you know, and we kind of want to keep that door ajar just a little so we can go back into that cocoon because that's what's always felt safe. It's like, you know, before we were born, right? We all wanted to stay inside because that's the safe place to be. And yet then we're exposed to this big, bright, old world out there and having to like go out and then serve um, and making sure that we're doing that with that passion and purpose. Right. Um, And that's, that's not always easy to navigate, especially on your own. So I know you help a lot of people navigate that path and you have such a beautiful way of doing that. And I'm sure your book, you know, really touches upon a lot of those things also. Well, I think that, you know, one of the things that I've always said is where your greatest pain is your greatest gift. And so I was shy and I was awkward and I had a hard time using my voice as a little girl, as a teenager, as a young adult. And it's like, who knew that the the kid that was so shy, you know, was going to end up, you know, being a keynote speaker. I think that where, where I really love to help women is that sometimes it's not about having some perfect script. It's just that magical phrase that can course correct a conversation, or you can just hold your own power. I mean, it's, it's, I'll give you a great example. The other day we were standing in Starbucks and Scott's got two daughters. They're not biologically mine, but Scott and I've been together forever. And so I think of them as mine and Julia got bumped by this stranger in this, in the coffee line. And she turns around and she immediately apologizes. Right. And so I, I was like, Oh, Julia, you just apologize for taking up space. I said, watch what happens. I said, the next time that somebody bumps me and literally like five seconds later, you know, this guy comes in and he bumps me. And I'm like, Oh, we were meant to connect today. It was kismet. And she looked at me like I was insane, but she got it. Like, it was like, you don't have to po- apologize for taking up space, but who taught us that? 
Nobody teaches us that. So that's what I love showing young women and even senior executives. When you use your voice and own your power, it's a game changer. Yes, it totally, totally can change and not be fearful of that. Do not be fearful to take up that space and to be like you, like you started the podcast to be your authentic self. So, you know, because of that fear and because of the fear, sometimes we inflict on ourselves and most of it is all about ourselves. Most of it has nothing to do with really what's going to happen. And I think, I don't know, statistically, you probably know better than me, but like nine out of 10 fears that we have never come to fruition, right? We build all these stories in our heads and we make all this narrative and dialogue in our head that never actually comes to fruition. So, you know, when they say magic can sometimes exist on that other side of fear, you know, and people that may have like some limiting beliefs or some, Hey, I'm not worthy of this. What kind of suggestion or advice would you share with, with, uh, with the audience? We're hardwired for fear. It's our survival. It's, it is literally a part of our biological DNA. Now my background's in neurology, my background's in cognitive science. And so I could go on a whole neurological bent, but here's, here's what's so important to know. You're not going to avoid fear. In fact, the two most common fears that humans have are I'm not good enough at fill in the blank. I'm not good enough at marketing. I'm not good enough at um, networking. I'm not good enough with business skills, you know, fill in the blank for you, or I don't have enough. And again, you can fill in the blank. I don't have enough time, money, dollars, energy, resources. And so we use those as these self-limiting narratives to keep us small, to keep us safe. And so the first thing is to just challenge the truth of your story because it is, it's just a story in your head. And so many of us were told these stories by somebody else with their own baggage. So speaking of stats, I'll give you a really scary one. And it's super easy to remember because it's nine, 10, 11, nine out of 10 children by age 11 are told they are not good enough at something. Um, some teacher, some adult caregiver, some neighbor in the community, some volunteer has said, you're, you're not creative enough. You're not good enough at math. You know, you were assigned to the guppy group instead of the sharks. And you take that as your identity instead of unpacking it later and saying, wait a minute, that's just somebody else's label of me. Is that really who I am and what do I want to believe about myself? And so I think it's really a gift to you, a gift to me, myself and I to sit down with a glass of wine, you know, a cup of tea, something stronger and say, is my story true? And to really unpack it. So it's kind of like to say, I, you know, I'm not, I could just say like, I'm not good enough at marketing. Well, it might be true that I'm not the most expert person in the world at marketing, but I do a pretty darn skippy good job some days. And it's like just shifting that story. So you're not always in fear. So you can take many steps forward just to stay in action, to stay in flow. Yeah. And I love that you said that because I remember, I remember that in, and I hope they don't call it this anymore, but when I was in, I think it was third or fourth grade and they had a gifted and talented group that got to leave the classroom and go to the middle school and get to go read special books. And I remember I wasn't part of that group. And I still remember to the day, like I can visually like remember where the kids would stand. And I remember walking by them as they were getting on the cool school bus to go to this event. And I wasn't invited to go, or I wasn't gifted or talented enough. And it's funny, the things that happen to us as a young kid that either propel us forward or really hold us back. Right. And it's profound. And it's, it's crazy that when you think back to those early parts of your life, that they really do have an impact on moving forward and what we can do with our own youth, with 
other people as we other you know whether men or women that we surround ourselves with how we can empower them and like just really pour belief into them because everyone has a talent i truly believe everyone has a gift everyone has a talent and everyone has a passion a lot of people will never search deep enough to go find it but we all have something in our within us that can serve and you know give to the world in a better way it's interesting. So I started off as an elementary school teacher and I worked with William and Mary on gifted and talented programs. And one of the things that I was adamant, adamant at the time that I did, and of course we're going back to the nineties, is I said, we will not label these kids because all 36 children in my classroom in Washington, DC are gifted and talented, all 36 of them, because I too, in the fourth grade, now we're going back a long time ago, I remember being in the low math group. And what's fascinating is, is that has no bearing on, are you a successful adult? Will you have successful relationships? Will you be successful in your career? In fact, 58% of job performance is EQ, not IQ. And so it's, it's one of those things where you just look back and you think all those labels that were so arbitrary and meaningless can really do profound damage or good depending on that child. And so I think that we have to be careful with labels. Yeah. And it's crazy that between the ages of just zero and six, how much of that can be ingrained in like who we become and our personalities and all of that. So, and again, no, if you're a parent listening to this right now, like, don't, don't be like, oh my goodness, my kid's nine. And I've like completely screwed up because I'm with you too. Like at some point, like I always say, both of my kids will probably end up in therapy for something I did wrong or incorrect or didn't coach the right way. And I mess up all the time as a parent, but to continue to, you know, that belief and, um, you know, putting it out there. And I say like, listen, I had some things that happened to me as a young child and I've turned out pretty much okay. Some yes. would get, beg to differ, like, you know, a little, a little, a slice of crazy here, a little zany there, you know, a sprinkle of, you know, hyper, but all at the end of the day, like I have a passion and purpose for what I do and what makes me jump out of bed every day. And I truly believe that each and every one of us can find that. So with that being said, Amy, anything that you want to leave us with any, I mean, you've shared so many words of wisdom on us today and the facts that you sprinkled in here and the excitement, um, how our listeners can connect with you, how they can learn more about you or any like thing that you just were like, you know what, before I, before you shut this episode off, you have to know X, Y, or Z. Well, you can easily find me at shegetsit.com. So that's our platform for women's leadership, shegetsit.com. We have a mastermind. We have all kinds of free tools because generosity is one of our core values. So you can join our community and get a ton of free stuff. But shegetsit.com is great. You can also follow me, Amy K. Hutchins, at LinkedIn or Instagram, whatever happens to be your app of choice these days. But I do want to share one thing because I think that no matter where you are in the world, no matter what age you are, what you're doing, I want to really encourage you to get comfortable asking for help. I know that as little girls, we were cheered like, oh my gosh, she did it all by herself. Oh my gosh, she did it all by herself. But when I read an article in Forbes and they're telling me, look at this woman who built this business on her own. I'm like, oh my God, she's exhausted. So the first thing that you want to do is ask for help, get that talent around you and be that woman in an article someday where they say, oh my gosh, look at the incredible team she built and what they did. Because to me, that's just far more good for the world and your own state of being. 
Amen. Amen. And I always say outsource the things that don't bring you joy or bring you pleasure. Like if you're really bad at accounting, but you want to run your own business, hire an accountant, someone that absolutely loves crunchy numbers all day, right? Or marketing or whatever that may be. Like there's other ways to, to, to dice the tomato and to bring you more of the joy and keep you more excited and keep you more energized. Because if we constantly are feeling drained, you're so right. Like how are you going to go on and, and be able to be everything that you dream of wanting to do or serve on a, on a higher level. So I love this, Amy. I am so glad we got together today. Please, please reach out to Amy. Anyone who's listening to this, I mean, I don't know about you, but I feel like jumping through the phone and I wish I could like run to San Diego right now and go join Amy in her gorgeous office here um, because women like Amy really inspire you to want to be better, to want to raise your bar, to want to go out there and serve. And she's so real. Amy Kay is the real deal. She doesn't sugarcoat it. She doesn't try to, you know, make it what it's not. And she's willing to share it. And I so appreciate your honesty, your candidness, your inspiration today for joining Grit, Grace, and Glitz. And if there's some one out there that should listen to this episode or be connected with Amy Kay, please make sure you share this, put a comment in below, give this a rating and tag someone that needs to needs this in their life today. So with that being said, Amy, thank you so much for joining us. Here we are signing off from Grit, Grace and Glitz. Go out there, be gritty, give yourself the grace that you know you deserve and need and go and celebrate all the glitz in your life. Cheers, everyone. I hope you learned a lot from today's episode and I cannot wait for you to catch our next episode. I'll see you back here next time on an all new episode of Grit, Grace, and Glitz.